Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about LinkedIn, how you can get results on this social media platform. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Jay Wilcox. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much, Anatoly. Yeah, it's a big pleasure. You know, uh, it's interesting that I spent so much time on LinkedIn uh, because when uh, in 2020, I decided to extend my business to English-speaking countries because I had uh, a loyal audience uh, in Russian YouTube channel, in Ukrainian and many other uh, blogs. But, you know, uh, I decided to find one social media. So uh, my choice was uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. But, you know, I failed with all of them. I can explain why, because I try to uh, be everywhere, you know, <laughs> but when I decided to pay attention to one social media, I got much higher results and today I have no time, you know, to be everywhere. Can you tell uh, more about LinkedIn and uh, about your experience background and why you decided to be on LinkedIn today? Yeah, LinkedIn is so exciting f from two different angles. From the organic perspective, LinkedIn is the easiest network in the world to go viral on. I would say unless mm -hmm. you're underage and look good in a bikini, then maybe Instagram and TikTok are for you. But I, I do not look good in a bikini. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I think um, LinkedIn was perfect for me. It's this ability to, to shout through a megaphone when you share something to have it be seen by so many people uh, more than should be able to hear it just by the number of followers or connections you have. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. And the other exciting part about that is like the kinds of people, the types of people that you're getting access to as your content's going viral, you are reaching the most influential people in the world. You're reaching them in a business context when they're interested in connecting and learning, whereas they're not in that same mindset on any other network. So anyway, that's been my experience with LinkedIn. And then my specialty is on the advertising side of LinkedIn. It has a, a platform very much like Facebook ads where you can set a daily budget and be very explicit about who you want to target, like what job titles and seniorities and company sizes and industries and locations you want to hit. And it it is much more costly than Facebook to advertise on, but you get access to much higher quality of leads, which B2B mm -hmm. companies really care about. So that's my love and you know, the drive of my life right now. <laughs> yeah, got it. You know, um, I often uh, talk to uh, paid marketers about uh, choosing social media platforms or uh, target uh, uh, places. And, you know, they usually share me uh, about Facebook and Google. They can explain because on Google and Facebook, they have a bunch of uh, uh, settings uh, and they can uh, set up the right uh, buying persona, something like this. Uh, but on LinkedIn, it's hard. It's really hard to get this data. So uh, it's interesting that I had a conversation with uh, Garrett uh, Mechwolf. And, you know, he, yeah. he shared that he spent uh, a million dollars on LinkedIn and got 10 million back, you know. <laughs> and I asked him, you know, uh, many other pay marketers can't do it. They usually fail. They usually uh, spend some uh, money, waste them, and uh, they don't know what to do. Just leave it for other uh, platforms. And he replied to me, uh, because of using the correct data, you need to use uh, the first part data. Can you tell from your experience, because when I check out your 
LinkedIn profile. Uh, you know, when I saw this number, 120 million dollars, you know, it's a lot. Can you tell how you can handle so big budget? I think you need to have a big team to handle it. And how you can set up the settings that you can't get from Facebook and Google. Well, I, I think Garrett had a, a something really powerful in his in his uh, situation that not all marketers have. Um, I use mm-hmm. the acronym AMO, AMO, like bring your ammo to to you know your social advertising, and it's the three things that you need for every social media campaign. What he had was the perfect like from the very beginning. He hit the perfect mix of his audience, his message, and his offer. And it just happened to be that, you know, super successful. He hit the jackpot. So what about Mm -hmm. all of us advertisers? Like, you know, at at any point in time, my team is managing 60 to 100 different ads accounts. Uh, We don't see those same results on every single ads account. And it's not because we're not good at what we do. It's because, you know, it, it takes a very special kind of mix to get there. So what you have is like the first party audience, knowing who it is you want to go after LinkedIn is very good at targeting them if you already know who they are. If you don't, LinkedIn is a really good test bed for showing ads to different segments and see who shows, who engages, who gets excited, who converts. And so it can be good for testing as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The M in ammo, the message is all about like, what am I showing to someone? Uh, the ad format I'm using, the image I chose, the ad copy I wrote. Is it good at hitting on the motivation, on the pain point that they require, that they need, that helps them? And then, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you have, oh, the offer, which is by far the most important part of your campaign. And that is, are you offering something that is high enough in value that someone is going to raise their hand and convert? And then you will have their uh, their no like, and trust factor so that you can continue the conversation with them all the way until they purchase and become a, a brand fan. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, buying journey. For example, uh, I usually pay a lot more attention with organic reach uh, in SEO, webinars, uh, many other stuff, uh, audio podcasts. But you know, uh, I found that um, you know uh, when cost per click is high. Uh, I mean, like uh, if you are talking about paid marketing, it's hard, you know, to uh, cover buying journey uh, because yeah, uh, I can't cover some informational stages and uh, low stages because I know it, it will cost a lot and uh, I can't get back all my investments. Can you tell uh, how to? Uh, uh target for example on linkedin users they usually have uh, have no buy mode they don't want to buy they just want to uh, i don't know find a job or uh, check out some social media posts uh, uh, how to uh, cover uh, people who don't want to buy with the right message change this mood probably because i, I remember when neil patel shared about this that you need to change buying mood <laughs> you know if you want to sell on social media can you tell more about that because when people uh, uh, are using LinkedIn, uh, they probably don't want to buy, but you want to sell them. Can you uh, tell how to change it? Yes, this is the $100 million question because uh, th- that's what, what we as marketers do. Our job is to influence behavior and try to increase sales. Uh, mm-hmm. My experience, and of course, there's going to be exceptions to, to all of this, um, but in general, it is you're not going to get a cold audience to buy in one touch. You're going to have to, uh, in your first touch, 
provide enough value that they get to know, like, and trust you, and then continue with them, continue that conversation until they're convinced they have the budget, they are ready to buy. So don't mm -hmm. think of it as being just like one step. It has to be multiple steps. It has to be introducing yourself, uh, providing enough value that you're worth staying in contact with, and then being there for them with the consultative sale as soon as they do have the budget and are ready to actually solve that problem. Uh, so I, I wish I had a great answer for this, but it is, it's different for every, every marketer, mm -hmm. every advertiser, every one of our clients for sure. Okay. Uh, how we can do it with a uh, short uh, paid ads, you know, when we have title description, uh, only a few sentences, how we can introduce uh, the business, how we can tell that it's the right business and, uh, uh, and spend money because you know uh, for example uh, some of my clients told me uh, i don't want to use uh, linkedin ads uh, i asked them why because uh, it doesn't convert it's hard to do it as we do uh, on facebook and google but uh, garrett changed my mind you know when i have seen your content i got it so it's possible if you know how to handle 120 million dollars it's definitely possible so, uh, but you know um, uh, you mentioned that we have a uh, uh, you need to introduce yourself. Uh, that means we need to do it with organic reach to post some content to increase number of followers, or it's possible to do it only by setting uh, paid ads. Yeah, it's possible to do both. On the organic mm -hmm. side, uh, you obviously get free access to people, but the challenge is you don't know who you're going to reach organically. It's mm -hmm. just going to be who it happens to land in their feeds. Uh, it's the 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 connections of your connections is kind of who you can mm -hmm. reach. And you may not have your ideal customer profile in your organic reach. And so advertising becomes very valuable because you can reach all of the people that you couldn't have organically. If you do mm -hmm. decide to do it from a paid perspective, my recommendation is start very soft by trying to solve a pain point or give them something of very high interest to them. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about a pain point, I'm talking more of like you're solving a migraine problem for them rather than just a headache problem. Because I don't mm -hmm. know if you, anyone here has ever experienced a migraine, but you can work through a headache. You have a headache and you're like, oh, okay, I can keep working for the rest of the day. It, it hurts. But you have a migraine. You cannot work. You are in bed. It is so disruptive to your your life. So that's what you have to solve. And then you can rely on, on LinkedIn's retargeting abilities so that mm -hmm. when someone has interacted or, or maybe they've converted on that first helpful offer, maybe from then on, you follow them around with something that's a little bit deeper. Maybe the first thing was, hey, come and join this webinar where we're going to teach you how to do A, B, and C. And then the next, after they've converted on that, maybe the next thing is uh, check out these case studies where you can see our methodology for exactly how we go about solving problems. And then once they've converted on that, then the last step in the funnel might be like, hey, it's time to do a demo. It's time to talk with us in sales. It's, it's time to talk about how to put this into action for you. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Uh, I have the question about, uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, the main issue that I have with my clients, they usually reply to me, you know, uh, it's hard to compete with my competitors. I need to spend all my time to innovate and develop products. I have no time to create this uh, content, you know. Uh, so uh, how you can handle, I don't know, 
you have this issue or not because uh, many marketers have when uh, they ask clients please create content provide create uh, i don't know uh, create events uh, webinars but uh, in most cases uh, uh, businesses need to pay attention to uh, to create uh, really high quality products uh, can you help them with that uh, to create such content uh, to uh, uh, and provide marketing campaigns to this uh, content or not yeah we can definitely help out with that that's the service that we offer to our clients mm -hmm. um nice the, the main the main thing you have to keep in mind is like we as an agency we can't just without your help go and create content for your brand because you know your customer better than we do and you know your industry better than we do so it mm -hmm. is very much a like a a partner work together trying to hit on those because if we spend all of this time and money to create something that solves a headache problem then it didn't actually help you out all that much. You're going to end up with 10% conversion rates. But if we figure out a piece of content that solves a migraine problem, we're going to have 50% conversion rates. And all of a sudden your costs per lead are a fifth of what they would be before. That's how you create extreme value. So yeah, I, I think like we've talked about, the offer is the most important part of your campaigns. It has to be really valuable. And if you're not willing to invest in content, please stay on paid search on Google and, and Microsoft ads where you can target people just by the keyword that they're looking for and capture people right at the bottom of the funnel. Uh, you will be limited. You're, you're, you will only ever have access to that group of people who are doing that search and you'll be subject to that search volume. But when you start moving into social where having an offer is important, you have this like it's much larger, much broader um, audience that could really grow and scale your business. That's where I think all the big future opportunities are. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. By the way, I can work with headache. Um, I, I took this approach from Elon Musk. Uh, if I have headache, migraine, I, I can work. You know, but my wife can't. Uh, <laughs> she finds a lot of excuses why. Uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I, once I've learned uh, about Elon Musk and Gorgeous, so no way. <laughs> if, if I uh, seek a little bit, that means I can go ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, I have the next question about um, uh, about new uh, campaigns or not new campaigns. It's more about uh, new accounts on LinkedIn. For example, if uh, some company uh, doesn't have any followers, any engagement rate, uh, they decided to register their account. Is it a good idea to them to start uh, paid uh, marketing or it's better to uh, grow organically to get some uh, engagement and uh, uh, jump with paid marketing? What do you think? Oh, Anatoly, this is such a good question. Uh, when you are advertising on LinkedIn, one thing that is always there with your ads, you'll always see your company name, your company logo, and the number of, of company page followers at the top of every ad. Mm -hmm. And so if you have less than, I would say, 100 followers, maybe even less than 1,000 followers, uh, it could be kind of embarrassing. You might, as you're showing these ads, you might reach people who say, I want to click, but I don't really know if I trust this company. They look to be brand new. Maybe they don't have that level of credibility. So if you have less, like, let's say less than 500 followers, um, when you're a brand new brand, what you can do is organically work really hard to get your followers up. That could mean messaging all of your, your partners, your employees, your friends, your uh, past colleagues, anyone that you know, and ask them, hey, could you do me a favor and could you follow this company page, it would mean a lot to me. 
And as you do that, as you get that, that social proof signal up, all of a sudden now when you advertise, it's going to be twice or three times more effective because you have those social proof signals that make people go, oh, this company must be legit. Okay, yeah, I'm willing to do what they're asking me to do. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, guys, if you need organic reach, you know me. <laughs> if you need paid marketing, go to AJ. <laughs> <We'll cox. laughs> you can get what you need. Uh, okay, I have uh, the question about cost per click. Uh, I read a few studies that it's uh, expensive on LinkedIn compared to Google and Facebook. Uh, and once I uh, spoke with one paid marketing and he told me uh, uh, he doesn't take any uh, cheap cost per click, he, he, he avoids them because uh, when they are expensive, they bring a lot more. Can you tell uh, about that? Uh, why it's expensive and what kind of clicks uh, uh, marketers need to chase? You know, because, uh, for example, if we are talking about $10 per click or $50, it's a lot. And uh, I'm not sure yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to get your investments back uh, even with revenue. Can you tell more about that? Yeah, yeah I, I think. The reasoning for the high costs per click on LinkedIn really just comes down to usage of the platform. And we're going to see this continue to evolve because people are using LinkedIn now more than they ever have. And it's getting to be really an exciting place. But you have Facebook where the last stat I heard was that people spend on average 40 minutes per day on the platform. Yeah, I think it's 40 minutes per day. And then you have LinkedIn where the average user is spending 30 minutes per week. And so we're, we're literally talking about, uh, you know, seven, eight times more time spent on Facebook than on LinkedIn. And what that means is that's seven, eight times the inventory, the ad inventory created. So, you know, you have the same, let's say you have the same number of people competing for those impressions, but you just have eight times more impressions. I get why Facebook is less expensive. Uh, that mm -hmm. being said, with, with LinkedIn, we continue to have, you know, you'll see costs per click continuing to climb because more and more advertisers are, are having success there and telling their friends and it's going to keep growing. But we also have more and more people like you and me who went on LinkedIn and said, oh, this is a great place for me to be. When I'm sharing stuff, I'm getting in front of my ideal customers and I'm creating relationships that are really valuable to me. My content goes viral. Uh, I get to connect with really powerful people that I couldn't on any other network. And so as we start spending more time on LinkedIn, we open up more ad inventory that brings costs down. The average mm -hmm. cost per click that we see on LinkedIn is somewhere between about eight to $13 per click. Whereas on Facebook, we see an average of three to $4 per click when you're doing something with, with B2B. And so, yeah, it's going to be three, four times more expensive. Some of your clicks might be up in the you know, $16 to $20 range, which is, I mean, we're getting into Google ads territory. It's, it's certainly expensive, but the power of the control over making sure you're hitting exactly the right people is, it's the reason why we continue to invest in a, a premium platform like LinkedIn. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> it's the next target audience from North Korea people. They have no internet, but I think, yeah, when they will have it, I, I'm pretty sure they will have in one shiny day. Yeah, they will jump on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> so they totally. can watch <laughs> they can watch our webinar. Okay, uh, I have the question about type of ads. Can you tell more? For example, um, I usually check out my feed. Uh, and when I see some banners or any other 
paid parking. I don't know, but my eyes usually pay attention with some place where uh, I wanna spend my time, you know, on my feet to check out some posts, other thoughts. Can you tell what type of content it's better to create today on LinkedIn banners, uh, feed, or anything else from your experience? Yeah, the the first ad format that I recommend for everyone, LinkedIn calls it single image sponsored content. And it's it's in your newsfeed and it's the simplest one to create. There's uh, some text up above the image, a big, beautiful image, and then a little bit of text down below. And that's the least expensive and one of the highest performing ads out there. You'll pay on average, that's like your eight to $13 per click. And there are other in-feed ads. There's like carousel ads and video ads, but both of those tend to be about 20% more expensive. So uh, I don't recommend starting there. I, I like to start less expensive and then expand if I see success. The next one is called text ads. And this is a banner over on the right rail, uh, only on desktop. And it's the cheapest ad on LinkedIn. You'll on a, you'll usually pay three to $5 per click. And they have really low click-through rates, which advertisers might be like, well, that's not even worth my time if you know I get two and a half clicks out of every 10,000 impressions are served. But what it does is it, it's, it's serving a lot of free impressions to people that you want to target. So when we're running single image sponsored content by itself versus when we're running sponsored content with text ads, we find that in the second case, our sponsored content gets a lift of about 13% in its click-through rates just because people have seen the brand before from those text ads and they're saying, oh, this company must be legit. Yeah, I'm interested in, in interacting. So those are my top two. Everything else is like you can add on if you see success, but start with single image sponsored content and text ads. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, valuable. Yeah, it's interesting. Can you tell more about um, writing the right message? Uh, for example, you know, I, I love messages from Apple. Make difference. Simple, uh, understandable, you know. Uh, but, you know, I often see when marketers use long sentences, hard sentences, trying to sell anything, you know, all their products in one uh, short message. Can you tell from your experience how to uh, create the right message and uh, to give a strong reason uh, to click on your message and buy your products. Yeah, this is suggestions and advice we give to our clients all the time where mm -hmm. we they write some ad copy and we look at it and we go, oh, like this is college level writing. Can you simplify it? Can you make it more like junior high or elementary school writing? And they go, well, we're targeting senior sales leaders or sen senior IT people. They all have great vocabularies. They understand these words. and." I I get to tell them that's not the point. The point is that when someone is on LinkedIn, they're usually on their way to do something. They're on a mission. They're in a hurry. And they're, even though their brain is very capable of understanding big and complex words and sentences, they're not going to have enough time with your ad uh, or, or your message to see that um, when, when they're scrolling very quickly. But if you can write stuff at like an elementary school level that as they scroll, they understand the message very, very quickly, and they're much more likely to stop scrolling. So you want to write messages that are so simple that people will naturally absorb them without having to focus on your ad copy. And it's, it's a mm -hmm. big deal. Uh, it doesn't take much to change your message strategy, um, but it does. It makes a big difference in the effects. 
Nice, nice. You know, I usually uh, give bribe to my son, 11 years old, and ask him, <laughs> can you tell, do you understand this text or not? Uh, yeah, bribe like ice cream or any other candies, you know. <laughs> and, you know, if he doesn't understand anything, yeah, it's. I need to fix it. I need to edit, to change something. And he always replies me, uh, what's kind, uh, where are you uh, are going to submit this content? I replied to him on LinkedIn and... Uh, it's interesting to get the answer. What is it? I know TikTok. TikTok is the best, you know, <laughs> I love it. But what about LinkedIn? I, I can't even register the, the, there because uh, <laughs> age limit is. So, yeah. Yes, true. The audience. <laughs> yeah, I have something with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've learned uh, about that from big companies. They usually give their text to uh, teenagers, kids, and uh, analyze. If they understand, that that's good. If it's not good, you know, because it doesn't matter what type of uh, people you are going to achieve. Uh, even uh, with uh, PhD, I don't know anything, you know, uh, it's better to simplify as maximum as possible. Okay, uh, can you tell more about personalization? You know, uh, how we can uh, use personalization in LinkedIn ads? Yeah, I mean, they... The minimum audience size that you can advertise to is 300 people. So if you could combine 300 people on LinkedIn into a group that all have something in common, let's say it's all a job title or they work at the same company or something like that, then all of a sudden you can call out to them. You can say, hey, uh, you know, CEOs in the tech sector or hey, SaaS software senior developers or, you know, whatever you, you can say that can be pretty personalized. But a lot of times getting your audience down to that size of 300 and having it be still very relevant can be difficult. So we do have two different kinds of ads that can personalize the content a little bit. So the first is what LinkedIn calls sponsored messaging. And as opposed to the other ad formats we've talked about where you can say, hey, LinkedIn, I only wanna pay when someone clicks. With the sponsored messaging, you're going to pay per person that you send it to. And there's no guarantee that they're going to see that they got it or open it or click on what you're asking. But as a marketer, you can include little what they, what LinkedIn calls macros or little personalizations where it's like percent first name, percent company name, percent job title. So you can be like, hi, first name. I see that you work at company name. You know, um, that helps personalize it quite a bit. The other one's called dynamic ads and they can insert the user's picture into the ad. Um, they're also over in the right rail like text ads are. And you can insert, I think it's first name and job title are, are like the two that you can insert. There might be others that you can insert. Uh, but if you need personalization, those are the two ad formats you should use. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, got it. Yeah, I think personalization is important. What do you think about uh, AI tools today? Does it help to set up the right message? Because, uh, you know, I check out a bunch of AI tools. They have uh, settings to create uh, text for uh, paid ads, uh, including LinkedIn. What do you think? Is it a good idea to use them or it's better to provide this job manually? Um I would say, I mean, it depends on the AI because there's, as you know, there's all different types of AI. Some would do a good job. Some would do a poor job. Uh, if I were to just hazard a guess here, I would say uh, AI that has learned how to write good Facebook ads and AI that has learned to write good Google ads are probably very, very good. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of data for them to train on. With LinkedIn, 
I just don't think that there are that many good LinkedIn advertisers out there who it's worth learning from, from what they have. So the model would probably have to train for, from Facebook. And the way that you talk on Facebook is not the same way you'd, you'd talk on LinkedIn. So I'd say absolutely test it and see, but uh, I'm, I'm holding off for a while. I'm, I'm going to keep writing my, my ads manually uh, until I am proven that there is something better out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, AI tools are good, if, uh, but it's better to edit them. You know, it's better to check out manually uh, what kind of results you get because I use them. I love them, but uh, sometimes I get full nonsense. Sometimes I get uh, good results, <laughs> but I need to edit them, you know, so <laughs> it depends. Can you tell more about um, testing budget? For example, what kind of budget it's better to have if you want to check out uh, LinkedIn ads? Because uh, um, I remember when someone uh, told me he spent uh, $40, uh, got nothing else, uh, nothing sales and uh, yeah, uh, and left. What do you think? Is it a good idea to start with $400? It's enough when we have such cost per click like 10 and, um, and more dollars. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think it comes down to data. Um, mm -hmm. if, if your cost per click is, you know, let's say $12 and, and you have a budget of 400, I mean, I don't, I don't know the math. What's, what's that like? Like 40 clicks or something less than that. Uh, that's not enough data to know whether or not something is working. So I think it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to get, um, to understand whether the platform is liable to work for you and, and you just want to know, like, are they responding to my messages or not? You could spend probably less than a thousand dollars. If you're targeting somewhere in North America is what I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. qualify this with. You'd spend less than a thousand dollars and get an AB test to significance of which ad gets clicked on more. So if that's enough for you to learn, yeah, spend a thousand dollars and see what happens. Uh, but if your goal is to find out like an AB test on conversions, you need enough conversions for that test to become statistically significant. And we found that that's usually if you're targeting North America around $5,000. So if you're targeting North America, I don't recommend starting with less than about a $5,000 budget. If you're targeting, let's say South America, uh, the clicks are a lot cheaper. You could pay two to $3 per click. So you could lower that down to maybe a thousand dollars. Eastern Europe is like half the price of, of, uh, of mm -hmm. North America. So it just depends on where you are in the world, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Agree with that. Okay. Uh, I want to ask some questions how, uh, others can jump on this field because you know uh, I have two uh, uh, two types of audience. Uh, some of them wanna learn how to be a great marketer. Others wanna uh, use <laughs> or hire great marketers. So let's help uh, the first type. Uh, can you tell, uh, for example, if someone wanna be an an expert like you, uh, what to do? Where to start learning? Uh, what type of courses to buy or books to read or uh, blogs to read? I don't know anything. Just uh, help them to find the right way because people sometimes don't know where they confuse with a bunch of information today. Uh, some of them are expensive, others for free. Your suggestions about that? Yeah. If you want to learn LinkedIn ads specifically, um, basically, if you listen to any of the advice that LinkedIn themselves give, they don't give very good advice. Uh, their advice, mm -hmm. I like to say, tends to be a little bit expensive. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I don't recommend it. Um, there is one course on LinkedInLearning.com 
that is inexpensive and it's a really high quality course. Uh, this sounds a little bit silly because I'm the author of it, but honestly, I'm the author of it because I couldn't find anything else good out there. So that's a great place to start that's low cost. Um, the other thing is like, if you want to learn how to be good at running LinkedIn ads, you need to run a lot of them. And from the very beginning, like if you don't have the skills there, maybe that's taking on clients for free so that you could have just experience and learning. You don't get paid, but you are getting experience. And once you've gotten to manage a lot of different accounts, you can start to spot trends. At that point, you can start raising your prices more and more, and you have more and more quality uh, experience behind you. So that's the way I would start. I like that starting organically and raising your prices only when you're starting to see more demand. Uh, I, I tend to be a, a little bit more skeptical of, of someone who goes, Ooh, I see this. There's someone out there charging $500 an hour. Uh, I'll, I'll do the same thing. And yet they have no experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with, with that because I started my digital marketing campaigns completely free. You know, uh, I didn't, yeah, I tried to earn money. Of course I, I, I love earning money, but when nobody, uh, wanna pay this money, so why not? You can help for free to get experience because experience costs a lot more than money. You know, uh, you can't uh, charge a lot when you have no this experience. Uh, it doesn't matter what type of books have you re uh, read before, you know, yeah, it's better to have experience because the best skills are there. Okay, can you give me a strong reason to buy your course or uh, open your course? Because, uh, yeah, uh, for example, I have limited my time. Uh, it's hard to find time to cover everything what I have in my life. Give a strong reason for me and uh, my audience why we need to take this course, to learn from that, and provide uh, what kind of value we can get from this course. Yeah, LinkedIn ads are very expensive, which means inherently they're very risky. If you make mm -hmm. a mistake, it, auto it automatically becomes an expensive mistake. So it's very important to know what you're doing before you start. Uh, what, what those who've taken this course really appreciate is it's not like information that you would get right from LinkedIn that's like, hey, this is perfect for everyone and you're gonna be a star. Uh, this is, it's a very real course. It tells you, here's what's successful, here's what isn't. Like, don't do the stuff that's not gonna be successful. So. It's straightforward, it's real. Um, and that's what I would recommend. Like any platform you're learning, go to the sources that are telling you like, hey, here are the mistakes people make that are expensive. Here's what to avoid. They're not just praising the platform because it can do no wrong. Because obviously we know every platform is good for some people and it's not for the other. So trust the, the courses and the information sources that are real and tell you when it's not a good fit. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, I check out on your LinkedIn that you spoke plus 70 uh, conferences a lot. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I think you can find clients. But can you help uh, someone who want to jump on this field? How to find the first client if they uh, have no such experience, but they want to help and support and earn on that way? Yeah, I think first is creating relationships with people who would be good to advertise because uh, like I have a podcast uh, and I think the first episode, maybe it's the second episode uh, is all about like who is a good fit for LinkedIn ads and who isn't. Um, so that would be my first recommendation. I, I can give you a link to, to share for, for the podcast, but mm -hmm. basically figure out who, like which types of companies are a good fit for LinkedIn. That's those who are uh, let's say 
oftentimes they're in B2B. They have large lifetime values or large deal sizes. And so if you find those types of companies, get in and like create a relationship in there where you're asking them like, hey, can I help for low cost or free uh, with your LinkedIn ads? I'm, I'm, I'm a student of this. I'm trying to learn. And maybe that's a, a good way to start. The other one is just sharing content, like share what it is, you know, and if what you know and what you're learning is impressive to people that you will naturally attract people to you uh, who want help with that. So get on, start sharing stuff on LinkedIn, on, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook about what you're learning about LinkedIn ads and uh, see what opportunities present themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, I remember when Gary Vee uh, replied to the questions where to start and he replied, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Uh, the same uh, answer to uh, many different questions. You know, uh, what do you think today? Uh, I've listened to this episode uh, two years ago. Today, is it a good idea to start on LinkedIn uh, comparing to other social media? Because, you know, for example, from my experience, uh, I got high engagement, but that was decreased in some time. I think it's better to find other ways because of competition. Algorithm can change some. Uh, LinkedIn can change some algorithms. That's okay. You know, I think all social media platforms can do it. Uh, Google, Facebook, it doesn't matter. Uh, what do you think? Uh, is it a good idea to start today on LinkedIn or it's too late? Yeah, it's, there's definitely time. The uh, So here's the stat. About four years ago, um, a friend of mine named Isaac uh, did a study, and he figured out that only about 3 to 4% of people who were on LinkedIn were publishing content. They were posting. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so that means that 100% of people who log in need a news feed full of stuff, but only 4% of people are creating that tells me like, that's the reason why it was so easy to go viral on LinkedIn organically is because anytime that there's something that's getting engaged with LinkedIn's going, this is great. Let's show this to more people. And then you start going viral. So that's very exciting. Uh, the last stat I heard, I think we're closer to 5% of, of people now are starting to post on LinkedIn, which is great. We're going to keep seeing that climb, but as long as there are more people there than are posting, there's an opportunity to go viral and reach more people. So definitely from an organic standpoint, yes, I would start on LinkedIn. There's plenty of room from a paid perspective. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do LinkedIn ads unless you've already done your research and you know, like, yes, my audience is there. Yes. I have the, the, uh, the company style and product that's going to work well for LinkedIn. I have an offer that's going to provide a lot of value. If you've got that and a large enough budget, sure. Jump into ads, but Organic, I think, makes sense for every company. I don't care who you are. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, what do you think uh, about companies uh, that sell uh, products for B2C? Uh, is it a good idea for them to jump on LinkedIn uh, or it's better to find other social media? Yeah, I still think LinkedIn's great because you know when you're, you're on a platform that is traditionally viewed as, as B2B or very business-oriented, but at the same time, everyone that you talk to is a consumer themselves. Um, I'll give an example on LinkedIn. I saw that, that there's a group of doctors who got together and they created a face mask. They're in the process of creating it now uh, that doesn't create a barrier like wearing a cloth mask or a K95 mask or something like that, where it's stopping particles going through. It allows you to breathe normally and it just shoots. um, I, I think it's infrared light 
at all of the particles coming in and out. So any virus, it kills, it fries the virus. And it's, it's not cheap. I think it's like three or $400 for this mask. But I was like, wow, that is super cool. It has nothing to do with my business, but I got excited about it. And I was like, I want to be first on this wait list. If the pandemic uh, or another pandemic comes and we have to wear masks again, I want to be wearing that one. I don't want to be wearing my cloth mask. So even if you have a B2C type of product, yeah, like LinkedIn, because it's, it's simple to go viral, uh, you get to talk to and work with a bunch of really influential people. I can't think of a better place to be involved in. Uh, yeah, I, I know only one place, TikTok, really, <laughs> you know, because uh, accounts with zero followers can get high engagement. Even my wife got uh, 270,000 views on her uh, stupid video yeah. <laughs> and, and she she doesn't have a lot of followers there it's like uh, a few hundred followers but she got this wow. uh, viral content <laughs> so you know uh, yeah uh, probably uh, it's stupid for me it's not stupid for people who watch this video so it, it depends on linkedin yeah i got uh, a few times viral content uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, comparing to Facebook, I get much higher engagement rate on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I read a few studies about uh, posting content. Only 3 million people post content uh, from 800 million people. Yeah, it's like even less than 1%. So oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of opportunities. Okay, so thank yeah yeah okay thanks a lot aj you know it's a big pleasure to get in my show to learn from you to share all your insights because i check out your, your linkedin profile i know that you are super busy but you yeah but i love uh, getting value tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you oh fantastic well first off come and connect with me on linkedin i mean you, you can obviously follow but I, I, if you're listening to the show i'd love to connect with you as well uh, just make sure you personalize that invite when it when it sends out and just say that you heard me on Anatoly's show, then I'd be happy to accept that. I don't accept invitations that don't have a, a personalized note. Um, but if you go to our website, if you're interested in possibly like working with us, uh, it's b2linked.com and you can fill out the application on, on any of those pages. And really that's the best way to, to talk to, to, to me or us. Um, if you subscribe to the podcast, like if you're listening to this show, you're probably into podcasts. So check out the, the LinkedIn ad show podcast. If you like to really geek out on LinkedIn ads and yeah, that's really all I've got to say. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks a lot, AJ, again for your time. It's a big pleasure, big, big pleasure to learn from you, to get all these insights. I, you know your stuff. So, yeah, uh, if I have some paid clients, I'll send to you, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Anatoly. Thank you, everyone else. And Slava Ukraini. Heroim Slava. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.